Welcome to the DKM podcast. Don't know much podcast. We're here. We don't know much about anything. But what I do know is that uh, EA can keep eating its own words because Elder Ring just keeps popping off. Although, granted, it's not a full multiplayer game. It's like one of those games that's like half multiplayer because most of the game is just mainly a single player thing. But the only reason I'm bringing it up, besides it being a uh, uh, a Miyazaki game, and right, we, we we love From Software. We love we love everything that they come out with, even the bad stuff. Uh, hint hint, there is no bad stuff. But uh, a character, a <laughs> uh, a person, a legend named a deity, a deity called a new religion, if you may, called Let Me Solar Her has been popping out in the news and i'm pretty sure if you're listening to this podcast episode you already know who this person is who this person is it's just some person with uh dual wield swords uh, a katana on one hand and a blood sword on the other hand he's level 179 i'm just going up a memory he he's most he wears no armor uh to represent the whole classic stereotype of if you are a uh, <laughs> if you're in a multiplayer mode and you're wearing no armor uh, that means you're correct, the game, because you're good. What's the point of that? And essentially means like there's no point of wearing armor because you're never going to intend to get hit in the first right, place. Right, and that's the uh, that's exactly the mentality everyone should have. Just don't get hit, right? Um, well, mm-hmm. and he wears a uh, a pot on his head to represent one of the characters in the games, who's a pretty cool dude, not gonna lie. So I'm not gonna say his name or anything. What he does, because Daniel hasn't played Elden Ring yet. But when you get to it, yeah. you, you'll, you'll really love him. Um, I'm sure I've seen them. I've, I've seen some of the characters been spoiled to me. Uh, I know about Pulp Turtle. I love Pulp mm-hmm. Turtle. He's cute. Everyone loves him. Um, I know about the wolf dude that would fuck easily. Mm-hmm. No cap. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. That girl that everyone keeps talking about with Hell Smash. Uh, basically, my my thing is that I'm pitching a idea to From Software. Make a dating sim based on the Soulsborne games. I think it would sell... Maybe make it like a thing where like you make the wrong choice and you die. And you can't like reset until you go back all the way back to the first date. Just That's saying. Good. I like that. I'm, I'm a simple man, you know, simple man making simple moves. Well, what's funny is that the reason why he's called Let Me Solar Her is because um, arguably the boss that he's fighting, it is one of the hardest bosses in all of Soulsborne history. And that being said, is because um. One of her attack sequences is literally the hardest attack m- to dodge, um, especially if you have low armor and low vitality or vigor. In this case, um, you will get one shot or one combo. Right? It's really, really hard. Even if you re- try to run away, she'll still catch up to you. And her second form is not too friendly either. Even though she starts off with less health in her second form, it's still not too friendly either. I'm assuming that she's an actual like boss you have to be, not optional. Yeah, right? she is a well. In, in this game, bosses are separated in two ways. There is bosses that um, are when you kill them, it actually says that like they are a boss because they're a story boss. And then yeah. there's other bosses that are just really strong enemies that uh, have a health bar, have their own little dungeon have their own little thing and they're when you do slay them they don't have the whole um uh, what do you call it the title of them being a big boss much like with bloodborne right with bloodborne you um a nightmare slain right there's those who have mm-hmm. nightmare slain and the reason why they say nightmares because they're directly in uh involved in the night 
in the dream realm and the plot like you're you're actively moving the plot like yeah i was going to use bloodborne as a, an example like the cleric beast like you go through the entire game you see a long bridge like oh there's the travel guess we should walk towards it. and like oh what's that screaming i hear and then you hear the cleric beast say come on and slam and welcome to the jam right. and then you have to fight it and then it's like oh cool i wonder what the fuck that was and there's like this whole lore explanation like oh you see that cleric beast was actually like a hunter that turned into a beast and that's you just killed him but he's not important to the plot yeah. like you could just completely he's ignore him. an optional boss you can literally play the entire game of bloodborne not even knowing he exists and then you can go back over there and two shot him which is funny because i tend to have a habit of like missing a lot of optional areas but i tend to run into a lot of optional bosses like the one um near the uh oh my god the cajun guy i think i forgot what's called the one where like they drag your body after they knock you out with the body snatcher oh once they kill you yeah the it's a there's a prison right, right i know what you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. You have to walk out through the hole and stuff like that, and you fight that monster with the skull, with the bones and shit like that, and you you know give him the rattle that tattle, oh, and he you know collapses. Are you and shit. talking about the no, no? There's when you get out of there, you also fight this beast that conjures lightning. Yeah, that one. That's the one I'm talking about. He's completely optional. You could just beat him, and then you just circle back to the place you were at earlier. Yeah, that's true. I think. I remember I beat him on stream for the first time, and I was like, oh, boy, what happens? Like, oh, cool. You just opened up a shortcut that you already were at. I was like, Fuck. Yeah, okay, cool, and when I whatever. did that, honestly, I loved fighting him because he was it was he was a cool boss. Uh, he had some attacks yeah. really, really hard to um, to dodge. But either way, fun boss, cool boss. I like the aesthetics and everything. Um, that being said, uh, with Let Me Solo Her, um, he's fought this boss 292 times unsuccessfully and once he got the 293rd try uh well he managed to kill her and he's been helping out a whole bunch of um players who he, he leaves a summon sign there and then players will summon them the reason why he picked 179 i think was because of the level cap uh or something else i can't quite recall why he chose that level he doesn't want to level up anymore but all i know is, is that a lot of people are talking smack about him because even though she is a hard pot a boss 292 times uh, it's kind of kind of bad of a player which i'm not trying to you know i disagree not, i disagree with i've that. never ever the most i've ever have to waste with lives ever in, in a boss fight was um ironically enough the dlc in bloodborne uh Elk hunters, yeah, yeah, when you fight uh, uh, Ludwig, Ludwig, when you fight Ludwig, yeah. the only reason why it was hard for me, not because the boss itself was hard, it's because I did peanut damage. Because when I fought him, I was already on my NG plus run, and this was my first time ever playing Bloodborne, and I was the first time ever doing a DLC. And I'm like, oh yeah, might as well, right? And then I was severely underleveled, severely. I managed to end up killing him, but I was so dang underleveled, it wasn't. It wasn't funny. I managed beating him, and then I had to take a break from the DLC because it was just it drained me from just that one fight being so underleveled. But I ended up beating it later. Either I can't believe I did that on my first playthrough, though. It took a lot of work. I will I will not lie. I think I vividly remembered. Um, if we're talking about like Dark Souls bosses, it took forever. I think it took me like a couple days. Yeah. To uh, beat what was his name? Uh, the final boss from. Uh, from Sekiro. Like, that one just, oh, like, I remember just being yeah. so aggravated. Like, that one took me forever. I think the one boss that actively pissed me off was King Alon, or the fake King Alon, spoiler for Demon Souls. Um, you know, granted, I think I was playing that game completely under-leveled the entire time without realizing. And 
I did like slow ass fight after slow ass fight with him, and I was so close to beating him, but he added that one extra move when I was about to finish him off, and I had to go all the way. I had to fight, and I was just like, you know, at that point, you just see red, and you just like, you know, you just don't have the patience for it. And to me, that's when I have to stop playing a game where it's like, like when games that tell you that they punish you for being impatient, and I'm just like that anxious, then that's when I have to be like, all right, I gotta put the game down walk away a little bit, and then come back to when I have a cooler mind. Like when I play Hunt Showdown, like with Hunt, you have to play that game super slow because if you're running around and you make too much goddamn noise, your enemies are going to know where the fuck you're at, and then you're going to have a bullet in your head. So, yeah, that that's uh, my thing. But, you know, you were talking about earlier how, like, people were, you know, shit-talking, saying, like, oh, like, you died too many times, and that, look, I'm, I'm in the camp that believes, and maybe this is just something that maybe the retro gamers out there might dislike it, but... I'm a firm believer that lives in video games are outdated for a lot of reasons. What do you mean lives? Like the idea of like you have a certain number of chances, and then once you run out of chances, you have to start all over from the beginning, or you have to move all the way back from a previous progression. Oh yeah, like Contra and all that stuff. Like Contra, Mario, like all those old games, or even games nowadays. I I don't know if games still come out with lives or anything, but. I don't know. I think that as game development keeps going, people are finally realizing, like, hey, we should probably, you know, put those outdated arcade ideas back in the past because games don't need to be like that anymore. Because remember, the reason why games had lives and and continues and all that shit like that, it was because it was emulating the arcade experience. You playing Contra on the arcade machine is no different than playing Contra on the Nintendo. The only difference is you have the Konami code, right? It's But it's still the basic principle. You play, you start the game up, you press start, that initiates a credit, and then later you play the game with a said number of lives and continues. That's the point, and that's why they circumvented back then with things like passwords and save systems and things like that, and that's why we're getting this new thing about games where it's like lives are, are sort of outdated. Like, look at the new Mario bro- new Mario Odyssey, right. right? When you die in Mario Odyssey, you don't run out of lives. You just run out of coins. Ten coins at best, which don't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, but I think that's a nice balance. You're losing a resource, but it's a resource you can easily reaccumulate. And, you know, you brought up earlier that, like, oh, but if you died so many times in a boss, and Dark Souls, like, what does that say about you? Well, look at a game like Celeste. Like, that game is fucking hard, and that's not a Souls game. And that's a game that actively tells you, like, hey, don't feel bad about all the, the fuck-ups you did or how many times you died. Look back at that number and said, yeah, look, I fucked up this many times, but I learned from those fuck-ups, and now I beat the game. I get that, but I, the only reason people are, are even saying things like that is because I've, I've never spent 292 lives on anything Bloodborne, Soulsborne, uh, even Sekiro related, is it? Does that mean I'm better? No, but like people, that's the thing that people make fun of, right? The whole meme of get getting good, right? That's that's the staple of of the Souls series, right? It's just getting good, learning to be better. But 292 times, that's this is the first time I've ever heard anyone take that long to beat. Anything. But then again, how many people actually count their deaths, though? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but 292. I don't. That's know. I a think that's just sort of like elitist. Like I don't. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, there's this YouTube uh, content creator named uh, Yang Ye, and he fought one of a a really hard boss in Demon Souls, naked. And in Demon Souls, this boss you can fight him at any time once you pass a certain point. He's optional to fight him at a certain point, but you're supposed to technically go up to his lair when you're a little bit more at a higher level, right? 
And, well, he just went there naked with a club and um, low-leveled, and he just said, screw it. And he did it. It took him 170-something tries, uh, even though he is decent at the game. That's that's a challenge, not, you know, being at the level you're supposed to be at in Elden Ring, if not higher, to, feed, to defeat this one boss. I'm not trying to, you know, bring him down. All I'm saying is, is that people are bashing him in one thing and in that regard like oh 292 times yikes that's that's probably the amount of times i've died to a boss throughout the entire game of whatever game they're playing you know so yeah but what would you do what would happen if let's say in this hypothetical let's just say you're you're you're, you're playing a fight dark souls fight you just can't get it and then later you just hit that 200 cap do you just like put the game down like well no, of course not. i can't that's, do it no, of course not i can't i can't do it man you know what uh, gotta trade the game no, back in not. i can't it, do it it's just the you know the, the the, the I mean, like, yeah, it's shit talk on yeah. the internet. People are always going to be the first ones to say, that, well, if I was playing, I would have beat him on the first shot, you know? Like, yeah, like, that's the shit talking, Based. you know? And the whole thing about, like, Dark Souls get good, I think people misinterpret it. I don't uh, know. Maybe that's no, just me. I'm not the voice not. of the community. Hear me out. Hear me <laughs> out for a minute. Not. I think when people say get good, I think they mean it towards people that can't beat a, the game, and then they just say, well... I can't beat the game, so the game needs to accommodate for me and make an easy mode for it. Um, Thus, people... Mm, no, hear me out. Hear me out for a minute. Hear me out for a minute. I have said time and time again, whenever these like articles came out about, like, oh my god, Dark Souls needs an easy mode. It needs for accessibility. It needs to be this, this, and that. And it's like, well, there's a point of limitation where it's like, there's, you know, what you want for accessibility, and then there's also creative intention, right? And there's also a lot of balancing issues and things like that. There's a myriad of reasons why these Souls games do not have a difficulty selection whatsoever. But generally speaking, whenever I hear the term get good, you know, people will bitch and moan and complain that, like, yeah, I know what you're going to say, Mark. was like, oh, but, you know, people make fun of it and say, like, oh, you can't beat a Dark Souls no, boss. That's not, just that's get not good. what I mean. No, the get good meme predates what you just said about the whole article saying the game's too hard. Uh, the get good meme came specifically from PvP. Well, that too. I'm well aware of that, but I'm talking about like when people usually address it towards like game journalists. That's like what sure, I'm referring that's, to. Sure, but that's that's not just for game journalists. That's even for PvP or I even know. PVE, where uh, even people who stream any Soulsborne game they get spammed with "get good" when they when they die to a boss. It's not so much a yeah. I know. Look, I'm not trying to like like minimize the term, but I think that what I've always interpreted get good call me as pretentious as you want but the way I look at it is just people saying like well just get better at the game because like the game isn't meant to accommodate you and what I mean by that is because like I've seen this time and time again where games that initially were difficult then become a too accommodating to the player rather than the player accommodating towards the game you know what I'm saying yeah that's true but even then like that's the whole point of get good just be better just don't yeah get i know i know it's shit talking at the end of the day but the, i always I, take it as I think like you're reading too hard hey into it and you just gotta get good i probably am reading too deep into it maybe i'm just like associating with like other games as well yeah. but that's just how i always just interpret it. it's just to me it's like we're in 2022 and there's people still bitch and moan about that and i'm just like well i don't know what to tell you either you get good at the game or you don't buy it i don't know what else to tell you people who like legitimately buy dark souls games and complain to them being too difficult like I don't know what to tell you. These games are not like sugarcoating it for you. That's like getting mad at the uh, oh, what's this game called? Uh, the very very hard levels in Super Meat Boy, <laughs> or people getting really really mad at uh, at Mario Maker Two because they can't beat the Super Kaizo levels and the super hard difficulty. I mean, what's, what's, that's literally like a skill that's thing. Literally the point. It's a skill yeah, thing. Exactly. You're gonna lose easily eighty lives, no problem. Trying to do a Kaizo. Or level. you remember like. 
if maybe if you if you ever got into that subgenre of games like um uh the I want to be a the guy yeah. game more my personal favorite I want to be the boshi that one's always been my personal favorite but yeah it's it's either way people are enjoying Elden Ring and people are enjoying the uh uh, this dude who's helping out people who helps out anywhere between 3 to 10 p.m. CST. Um, either way, pe- th- it's just a small subsect of, of people saying, oh, 292 times? Yikes. Cringe. Can't wait Can't wait for him to be like a DLC boss or like there's going to be like a cult based around them. Uh, maybe in the future game. He who, he who comes with a pot and head and two swords slays the red demon time and time again. Maybe in the future game. All I do know is that uh, if there is enough of a cultural push, obviously, uh, they, it will show up in a game potentially. Who knows? All I know is that people have been enjoying this. It, it, it's bringing a, a nice slight to Elder Ring, which didn't even need it in the first place because it's already a great game as it is already. Yeah. Which, but at least we all have our common deity. Which speaking of, it, uh, when it comes to PC and even PlayStation, uh, Elden Ring's been doing a lot better when it comes to like frame rate issues and all that stuff. Uh, so people have been going back to it now because, well, one, it's a fun game, and two, no more frame rate lag and freezing screens because of all that. Mm, whatever software issue was happening with Elden Ring, so you'd be on that. So you should get on that, Daniel. I will. Uh, my my intentions are is that I, I've been kind of like, if you guys have been wondering, I, I, I don't know if I should give like a proper, like, update video vibe on a podcast but um no it's just that life has just been kind of readjusting this year for me um i I tweeted out a couple months ago that you know i started this new job and this new job brings like a lot of new adjustments in my life like you know for once having the weekends back again which is really freaking nice like i kind of forgot how nice it is to have the weekend you know um because when you were working overnight like me you get home on a monday and then you sleep all day and then you only have really tuesday to do anything it's kind of nice to be like oh shit i have like you know i get off of work on thursday mm-hmm. I sleep on thursday i get i'm awake on friday which honestly that's bullshit because i slept all day today because i was just really tired mm-hmm. um but, uh, you know, I, I just been kind of like getting adjusted to a lot of new things. But one of the main reasons why I've been kind of like been AFK off of like the Internet scene um, was also because I've been wanting I've been working on this like YouTube video for like I want to say a couple of weeks now, um, more like actively. I've just been recording a lot of gameplay footage over the months and now I'm like almost done with the scripting process. So my intention is to work on the uh, editing and the video production side of things this weekend. Um and, uh, you know, that, that's just that's just what I've been been kind of doing is like far as creation wise. So I'm not just completely sitting with my thumb up my ass. But also another thing is, though, that uh, Marcus and me were talking about earlier is that I am in desperate need of a computer upgrade. I have been rocking this 2080 i7 build for, God, I don't know how many years now it's been. It's been a hot minute. And long story short, uh, it is starting to show a little bit of its uh usefulness um you know i still play like legacy titles just fine and most games just fine but even older games that are getting like newer updates and stuff um are practically unplayable for me i am like dropping down to like the 60s and 70s and and something even in some severe cases down to the 50s um in certain games at 1440p that i'm just like okay this isn't working this isn't like this needs to change right now but when you're like gonna have to upgrade a processor you might as well just build a new computer at that point Mm -hmm. because you got to get a new processor you got to get a new motherboard you got to get the new ram that supports the motherboard and the ram you might as well get a new fucking power supply and then at that point it just snowballs like yeah fuck it you might as well just you know build a new computer at that point so my intention is to be like all right i'm gonna get this video out render it upload it and then as soon as it goes live order the new computer components and then later 
get into building this new computer, which I'm hoping to spend a, a good chunk of change on. Um, and thankfully, there there is some like optional upgrades I could do. One of the things that I've been kind of holding off on is been upgrading my graphics card, my 2080. Because, you know, I bought this bad boy because I was upgrading from a 970 to a 2080. And not only was I upgrading from a stronger, more expensive graphics card, I was also upgrading to a new resolution and to a new frame rate standard. You know, you're talking about a guy who used to play in a crappy little 1920 by 1080 uh, Dell monitor that barely did 60 hertz with a 970 to all of a sudden getting a 1440p monitor with 165 hertz. And obviously, though, you want a stronger graphics card to keep up with that frame rate and that new resolution. Um, so I... Uh, you know, I, I've been playing, like, a lot of older games and even games that I, you know, used to play just fine with. I remember, like, vividly, I wanted to upgrade my old FX8320 processor uh, to an i5 because I wanted to play Battlefield 1. And then, for a short time, I couldn't play Battlefield 1 even with my i7 because they updated it with something with the newer processors in mind or some bullshit like that. And it was just, like, completely unplayable. Mm -hmm. So, my main chastity or challenge I've been kind of putting myself onto is... Focus on getting the video out, and then once you're done with the video, build a new computer, and then get back into streaming and get back into uh, playing games on uh, on a more consistent basis. Because right now it is just kind of miserable to play uh, certain games because just the frame rate just going to dog shit when you know it shouldn't be like that is really depressing. <laughs> so one of the reasons why I brought that up though is also because I you know I, I think it's been pretty heavily marketed at least at least to me at least as someone who doesn't really look into graphics cards as much as i used to um so nvidia has proposed this like restocked and recharged the uh, campaign lately for the 3000 series graphics cards and you know i've been seeing them slowly back and back to msrp you know they're still being bought out um a lot of the third-party gpus are still being sold for like almost 150 dollars more going off of like the 3080 which is i believe a 700 msrp graphics card um i'm still seeing them almost to the 1k territory but that's sort of interesting though because you know on one hand it's like oh that's cool that you know newer graphics cards are being more accessible but on the other hand it's like well why are they restocking them if isn't by this time the 4000 series is coming out and i've been hearing through the grapevine that the 4000 series graphics cards are you know in the pipeline they're going through testing you know there's going to be performance gains of course yada 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 and i'm kind of in an iffy position right now on one hand my 2080 still holds up really well in the majority of games i play like if i play apex legends you know hunt and other games like that i'll be fine maybe a little bit on call of duty warzone if i ever feel like reinstalling that piece of shit um I might struggle a little bit. Like, that was, like, the first moment I realized that, like, the 3080 was worth it was back when I used to play Warzone, like, very consistently, um, back when, you know, Verdansk was still the map, um... I would see videos of people like Jack Frags showing like, oh, look how like during downtown, which was notoriously oh, yeah. known to drop the frame rate because of all the geometry and stuff, mm -hmm. um, was keeping up like very good. And I was just like, oh, shit, this is definitely worth it. Like this is a straight up upgrade. And people were saying like, oh, yeah, if you have a 2080, which is what I have, um, you should definitely consider upgrading to a 3080. But by the time when that video came out and the graphics card became available and frame zero on Best Buy's website, it was already fucking sold out. So I just kind of was like twiddling back my thumbs like, well. I would like a new graphics card, but I can't buy one, and I'm certainly ain't going to pay, you know, $300 plus the MSRP. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, it's something I, I wanted to get your take on this, Marco. So, let's just say in a hypothetical. Let's just say tomorrow morning I wake up, and, hey, you could buy a 3080 brand new, either third-party or straight-from-EVGA at MSRP. 
and you have the foresight and you know that in one year's time, the 4,000 series graphics cards are in the way. Would you take that plunge or would you wait? Now, I know you have a 3080, so let's just assume hypothetically you have a 2080 like me. Right. Um, Given my, much like when I got the 3080 TA that I'm financially in a good spot for it because uh, that's the only reason why I got the 3080 Ti. Um, if I know that I can secure 3080 Ti or 3090, even 3090 Ti um, at MSRP, even though the uh, even though the 40 series is coming out, there is no guarantee that I'll get the 40 uh, the 40 series card at MSRP. Let alone if I can that's even true. get it right for. That's very true. That's that's a that's a point of contention as also myself is like, well, should I just buy this now? And then like at least I'll be kind of up to date and not as held back compared to the four thousand series, but you know. Right. So I would I mean, even though um to bring up an earlier point that you that you've mentioned, uh Nvidia hasn't really quite released any information on when it's releasing it. It's just been giving specs and data on it. Uh that being said, I still wouldn't go for it. Even though, like, when the when it comes to like, let's use my current graphics card. Um, from my memory, uh, the 3080 Ti, as good of a graphic card as it is, the 4080, not the Ti version, just the 4080, will be at least three times better than the 3080 Ti. Um, I'm not sure what that exactly means. I don't quite recall the data that they use. I'm like, I don't quite recall um, the testing that they did. All I know is is that it's three times better. Uh, do with that information what you will. All I know is that it was meant to be. Obviously, it's new gen stuff, so it is going to be better. Much like with DDR5, is like blowing DDR4 in performance out of the water, right? So that's one thing that you should really, really look forward for uh, or to from new gen stuff. So I, I would stick with the 3080 Ti um, for now. If the 4000 series is literally around the corner and they release the date saying, "Oh, it's coming out December of this year," right? Hypothetically speaking, I, mm-hmm. I, I would still keep. Uh, my eyes out for a 30 series card in your situation just because it's more financially feasible and probably less of a headache because I don't want to like constantly wait for um uh, what do you call this for sales to come out for drops to come out for uh, a new egg shuffle to come out and in the hopes that I can Inventory, get it yeah, yeah. Uh, but the 30 series will still be out and honestly it'd be cheaper too uh, if all I had was a 20 series card which I'd rather not deal with <laughs> if that's the case, especially since you will need to get a new, well, essentially everything. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's also another thing, though. It's, like, another reason why it kind of motivates me to just build a new computer rather than just, like, replacing the parts what I currently have. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this computer, just to put it in perspective, I've replaced literally every part of this thing from the RAM to the motherboard to the processor to the graphics card Time and time again since high school. The only thing that I haven't replaced in this thing is the case and the power supply. You can't even buy this case anymore as far as I'm aware of. And this power supply has been with me since high school. I am living on the edge of danger at this well, point. Well, is it that, that model thing been- of case or is it just like is there a newer model? That ca- that that model. Right. That model in particular. You just can't get it. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't even know the company that makes this case is even in, in the fucking market but anymore. But honestly, is the case something that you really have to replace i'm not saying like yes out of necessity i'm talking about like oh not really no very true but that's just my point it's just like you know if i'm if i already replaced everything in this thing at the first place what difference does it make to just get a new case as well right. you know what Even i'm saying in my case like i've i've managed to fit a 7790 a 970 to a 2080 a new three processors at this time 
all all like at one on the same exact build and you know like there was like a meme i used to saw like in a pc build subreddit where it's like oh when you you know when you first open up your computer and then when you put everything back again you always get left behind with one extra screw yeah. that's the, the kind of thing where it's like man at some point you're just gonna start running out of screws and then if you're like have to buy a whole bag of like case screws you might as well just build buy another case and the reason why i say that though is because you know, obviously, I want to be a streamer. That's what I know I've been really pushing behind on because I've just been, you know, realizing that, you know what, I need to do something different. This only just being a streamer thing isn't going to cut it anymore, especially with the new platform I've decided to stream on. I have to make video content and shorts and other things as well. But eventually, uh, I don't know if you know about this, Marcos. The idea is that when you're kind of like more of a, I want to say a pro streamer, not a pro competitive. Well, you kind of are competitive, but basically speaking, the end game as a streamer, if you're like super serious, is that you want to have a dual PC streaming setup right. where one computer does all all the gaming and then the other computer does all the streaming thing on the of side. Course. It is a fucking headache and it's a mission to get worth, but I am well aware that I'm not going to do that the moment I build my new computer, which is why I'm going to get like a fairly good processor from the start. But um, I do intend on doing that at some point of just going completely brand new. Um, uh, when I build this new computer, I do plan on eventually at some point in my lifetime, hopefully sooner than later, I do plan on doing a dual streaming PC setup, but not as soon as I build that new computer. Cause that's going to take a whole other time of planning and processing and all that other junk in, in, as well. But that is something I will consider in the moment is I'm just putting it out there for people wondering like, Oh, but why does Danny ha need to have two computers? Like, well, that's the reason. In the meantime though, I could use this thing as a server. I could put it in the, in the living room as a computer on the living room. Right. I don't know, but it, it's still going to have a purpose. I've considered creating a server PC that doubles as a, it's mainly going to be a server PC that doubles as a streaming PC if I want to do streaming, but uh, it's going to be like state-of-the-art server PC and uh, maybe even renting it out, uh, the server itself, but mainly just to run like typical games that I can, uh, what's this thing, like Minecraft, Terraria servers, all that stuff. So yeah, it's it's, it's one of these things where I'm just like, eh, maybe. Um, I will say though, the I, I just went against it only because like, I don't think I'm there yet. Not financially speaking, but, like, the urge to be there. Because, like, if... Yeah, if you don't have to do it, then don't right, do of it. of course. So, like, I don't think it's that necessary for me. And I'm... I'm gl I, It's still there. I, I I picked out a cute case for it. A cute everything for it. It's going to be pink and black. Uh, and I like it. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. But either way, I still don't think I need it at the moment. I'm not, like, that desperate for a computer. Uh, or a second computer. Because, uh, dude... My current setup with everything at max and multiple tabs open on Chrome, like, and this is just using Chrome whenever I feel like it. Um, this computer, its RAM, its GPU, its CPU usage doesn't go that high, relatively speaking, and nor does the temperature. Uh, since we were just talking about cases, um, my case fits 10 fans, um, uh, three on top, three at the front, three on the side, and one in the back. And given how my uh, my setup is, my case can support three 140 millimeter fans. Which, if I ever want to upgrade my fans, I just upgrade it to a 140 millimeter. I don't gotta buy a new PC because I have, I mean, a new PC case, I should say, because I don't really need it because I have plenty of fans and it looks pretty sick. I just gotta maintain it clean, and that's really it. Um, but that being said, like the computer I, itself doesn't get hot. It, it, it 
I actually could give like a really good example of like why you shouldn't do it. Years ago, years and years ago, I was really fascinated with the Plex server. Oh, and for those yeah. who don't know what Plex servers are, it was like this idea is like you build a little computer that would just host all your movies that you downloaded, you know, legally, and you would just Pop like up. host it through a Plex app because it was a convenient thing. Like this is before like when there was 50 different streaming services back then. And, you know, the idea was that like, oh, if you have a DVD of a movie you really like and you want to rip it and have it into a digital copy and you want to access that movie wherever you want, you would rip the movie, put it into a hard drive, and then that hard drive you plug it into a computer that would be always on and running as a plex server which you know it had a purpose it was kind of convenient knowing that like oh if i really like a movie a lot i could just buy the blu-ray rip the blu-ray put it on a hard drive and then i could access it through an app at any time like netflix without having to pull out the blu-ray or i could watch it wherever i want and there was a time where i did all the research and i wanted to do it because it was a fun hobby but and i had this case and it was this neat little like little fridge ass case right and i was putting everything together i was really scratching my head and there was this moment this like light bulb clicked in my head i'm like no one is going to use this thing other than right. me. So I had to like sheepily, shyly go to Amazon, put a bunch of refund requests in and shipped every piece one by one back. And then now I'm only stuck with this case that's sitting in my closet for some reason, just sitting there with nothing in it. I don't even think I have the screws for it or anything. And it was just one of those moments where it's just like, you know what? This is something I don't need to do right now or probably ever in my lifetime. I'm just going to give up on that which i should have done that before i committed and bought all those computer parts but that's just my point like that's where i'm getting at is that like sometimes you kind of have to take a look back and that's why like i, I try my best not to buy things on impulse as much as i used to because now I, I think the rich man mentality is that you wait seven days before you buy yeah, something like to really know if you really want it because nothing sucks more than you know you buy that one thing you really want you really enjoy it for maybe a week and then you kind of forget about it and now it's just like takes some space or you know sits in your closet like your old guitar hero or rock band stuff like yeah it was fun as shit when you didn't have it but now you have it and now you're not playing it and now it's just collecting dust and now it's just taking up space the and that's just like uh, the mindset that i try to have is that like i i try to think like super far ahead and be like what is something that's like neat but something that it's gonna have like purpose for years to come you know right and it's one of the things that really stopped me from like getting a second pc is because like why do i need the infrastructure to be there if the infrastructure isn't really going to be used to its fullest potential it's like one of those things where like hey i want to make an electric car company but in order for it to be like truly successful i need to build the infrastructure of charging stations all throughout america or all throughout certain major right. cities like do you do you um build the infrastructure first then do the product or do you do the product first then slowly build the infrastructure and it's one of these one of these arguments in economics and in business that you, that you need to struggle with like it, it, it's got to be a, a good balance of both and that being said i don't need a, a second computer i mean technically i can share some of my ram um, that i have now on my computer and uh what do you call it and just share it to do a server actually you know what let me pull out task manager real quick uh where are we at Currently, I am playing. <laughs> Every time I re-record, I always play video games because uh, it keeps my head going. And for some reason, I think of better thoughts when I when I'm playing games. And I'm playing Vanguard on the max settings and everything. I'm getting 150 frames, uh, and I have a bunch of tabs open, and my memory is at 30%. So I can, with this computer alone, I can give 25% for a server and it'll be pretty good i have 64 gigs of ram uh why because screw you it's it's a flex so mm -hmm. 
That being said, I'm like, I don't. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what's called a flex. Flex moment. Right. So I'm like, I, I thought about it. I'm like, do I really need it? I have a beast of a computer that I spent a good amount of chunk of change on it. I don't really, really need it. And going back to your situation with the whole 30 series versus 8, 40 series card, honestly, if it's. If it shows up to your doorstep and it's already ready to be used, might as well just have what you got and not pull any hairs. Like, uh, you know, with a lot of people in this uh, in this podcast <clears throat> with PS5s, <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> my, my throat's a little scratchy. Sorry about that. But, yeah, it's it, mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things where you need to, like, uh, I, I know when to when to bet, what, know when to roll the dice because it's not it's not optimal or efficient, I should say. And I should, and we should clarify, we're talking about as people who already have graphics cards. For you guys out there that are trying to build a new computer nowadays, hey man, start praying to some deities because you are fucked in, in no way, shape, or form. I feel nothing but pity for you guys. You guys are screwed out of your ass right now because, you know, we're talking about as people who are lucky to still have, like, fucking graphics cards it's like a bunch of people like sitting around all day and be like hey man you know i you know i really like the mercedes but i really want that new lamborghini i heard it runs a little bit faster like yeah it, it sounds like really pompous as fuck where it's like damn these two guys already got you know cars meanwhile i'm still riding a fucking busted up bike with one of the wheels is fucked right. up like we're just talking about from a perspective of someone who already has a computer and already has a graphics card because man it is nothing is more depressing than like one, the other day I was watching like what's a good one thousand dollar PC build and like they didn't even put a graphics card in there and I'm like how how did this how did it come to this point like holy shit it is depressing as fuck I went through almost a year without a graphics card when I feel built built my computer and it was fucking miserable oh yeah it ran great. Like, as far as, like, using Windows and shit like that, to me, as someone, as a kid who used a shitty Windows Vista computer up to that point, like, being able to boot up Windows 10 and not have any issues with it, well, Windows 7 at that point, that was already a fucking miracle. But, like, being told, like, oh, yeah, dude, like, once you get, like, a graphics card, now that's when your computer starts doing cool shit. And I'm like, all right, bet. And I bought, like, a cheap $80 graphics card. Blew my fucking mind. Well, let me, let me, let me help you out with this real quick, right? So... With regards to you know nowadays with a thousand dollar build computer here, uh, it has no GPU. That is fine and all. However, inflation's a thing, and obviously it affected the 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 uh, computer business all the more. Yeah, that's why they didn't put one because like I remember like early. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but like. Like I really, I remember when early on, when people are trying to do like thousand dollar builds or like builds in general on like YouTube, like very basic shit, right? Like oh, six hundred dollar build or seven hundred dollar build. There's always like this asterisk that they had to put there, like oh, I'm gonna refer you to this graphics card if you could get it at this price. Right. And it's like, good well, luck. Let me let me bring up an interesting point that I heard about the other day. Um, now I don't quite recall which state, which states have this, but it is a nice. Uh, what do you call it? Thought experience, nonetheless, right? So let's just say in the 1980s, 1985, right? Um, a, a a state passed a bill, right? It went through the House of uh, Representatives, it went through the House of uh, the, it went through the Senators, uh, it went through the Governor, and then it went through the the Supreme Court of the uh, of the land, and I mean of the um, of that state. Where in 1985, it says if you steal a thousand dollars worth of anything you'll get hit with a felony theft, right? And that's the threshold mm-hmm. that got hit with, right? And th- I think, oh, it was New York. It was New York, $1,000. In New Jersey, 
I believe it was 200. In Texas, I think it's 2,500, right? So, cool, right? But let, let's stick with the New York example, right? It's considered you get a felony theft if you steal over $1,000 or more in, in anything, right? This was in 1985. Now, $1,000 worth of stuff here in 2022 is worth different than it was in 1985 it is currently worth uh the 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 buying equivalent the purchasing power of a thousand dollars from then it's worth 2648 but the law still says a thousand dollars so people are getting hit with felony charges for stealing a thousand dollars worth of stuff which should go with inflation uh i know this is a side subject but it's something that that, that that did interest me that people don't really look at inflation it's like look at now how people are buying cars back again it's like i bought this car for fifteen thousand dollars in 2015 and they're offering me the same amount of money back and i'm like it seems that way because you know we're having car shortages here because of the chips and stuff and, uh, and car parts um it seems that way, but the purchasing power of today's money isn't the same as in 2015. So, uh, that being said, with your build, $1,000 build nowadays, no GPU, and the only integrated graphics that the thing has is in the CPU, um, it's funny that it has no GPU, but, I mean, you, you, you got to play the game that we've been dealing with, especially with the cryptocurrency game. GPUs have been going up and up, and they just still go up because, well... It's it's what makes the market move, the crypto market, the crypto world. So it is what it is. But like, which is weird because I've been hearing news is that like, oh, these new graphics cards coming out are, are being less and less like the gaming version of these graphics cards are being less and less incentivized um, to for Bitcoin, because I think they brought out like the math because a lot of people get this idea is like oh you just buy a graphics card you throw that bad boy in and then you make it money but you know with any business there's always a cost right. to it like your light bill is going to get fucked in the ass so obviously though they i think they broke down the chart where it's like for every one thing you make you would spend like over 300 dollars in like a month on light yeah, essentially just for, for one it. graphics card yeah. So basically from what I, this is what makes it interesting. Cause it's like, should we point the finger at, because you know, back in the day, the common cause of like the unified agreement, like why graphics cards are so expensive. I'm not talking about the 30,000 GPs. I'm talking about like the one, the 22,000 uh, series GPUs was okay. It was Bitcoin. I still vividly remember this. I was so fucking, I call it like the most sadistic form of me ever, but I remember I was sitting in school one day. And I was mad. I, granted, I was a mad fucking dude in, in, in when I was in college. I, I should have wrote a grunge album at that time. Um, there was a kid right next to me. And he was keeping tracks of a shitty little Bitcoin. And I remember just seeing like the Bitcoin thing was just going down. And he was trying to buy a graphics card around that time for that purpose. And he, I remember him being so fucking mad about it that he was just like, oh, man, I can't make any more of my coin because of this shit. And I was like, man, I fuck it. I'm so happy you can't do that fuck you man i went wanting to get a new graphics card for a while and now you pricks like you're the reason why i can't do that i i did do mining for a bit and funny enough uh i won't say how i did it but i did use <laughs> i did not have to pay for electricity so cool i paid for a lot of hamsters to power my yeah computers. so obviously I, th I think it was in europe or maybe canada um so one thing that police tend to do is they would get uh, they would they would uh, patrol around neighborhoods uh, with infrared cameras. And one thing that you see common in in um, houses that are growing cannabis is that um, light bill super high, 
and it's always hot, given that the lamps are always on, uh, need to stay on in order to maintain a proper and efficient growth cycle of the cannabis plant. Um, that being said, uh, police can use this, at least in the U.S., can use this as jurisdiction to like, hey, this place is 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 a uh, uh, hot, always on with electricity, right? Mm-hmm. There's oh, it's always- I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. Yeah, I remember hearing about. So it. there's this place. I th- I can't remember if it's, what if it's in Europe or in Canada, where they were getting very very. Let's just say Russia. That's probably a safer. Or maybe bet. Russia, right? Where they got a similar thing. Where like, hey, we think there's weed being grown here because electricity. Heavy amounts of electricity, heat, and everything. Well, they're busting the door, expecting to find lots of cannabis plants in this, like, shed type of thing. This, Yeah. And when they open it, it's a whole bunch of freaking graphics cards. And it's just so funny. And all you hear when they open the door is a whole bunch of fans spinning. And it's funny. Whoever's operation that is, it's hilarious. And the only reason, one of the reasons why they also broke it down uh, is because they were basically stealing electricity because they were connected to a power line. So... Yeah, it's kind of like when when you go to like to shitty neighborhoods, like people just like steal power from other people's houses. Yeah, which is why you should like. It's kind of like you that. Really like pay attention to your your Wi-Fi, you mean your internet and your electricity and how much you actually use. Uh, it's it, it's not that hard. A lot of plants nowadays tells you how much electricity this should take per year. Yeah, and you should just do the math and you're like, oh, this is how much I should I should use. You know, whatever. Um, but it it, it is quite funny with the crypto market that. Uh, you need to, which is that's that's the thing though. I, where do you draw the morality of the situation? Like, do you okay? Like, I I think a lot of people generally agree that like NFTs are stupid and people don't you know like it and that people who like flex about it and be like, oh look at my funny monkey picture. I make millions of dollars on my monkey picture. Yeah, what well, you, well we're, here, we're over here. We're doing nine to five. Some idiot just sold a freaking monkey picture for four hundred thousand dollars and yeah. Because some other idiot decided to buy it for four hundred thousand dollars, like that's that's the thing I'm getting at. But like, where do you draw the line? Because maybe it's because I've been watching too many Wojak meme videos or something, and you know, like Wojak quits his job to become a day trader and all that kind of shit from like millennial thinker and stuff like right. that. Um, like, where do you draw the line of morality in that situation? Do you think like buying crypto is bad? Is making crypto? Are you incentivizing the market for fucked up graphics cards? Because that was my point I was trying to get at earlier is that like. Are the graphics cards being sold out because of, you know, people who just want to get into crypto? Or is it because there's legitimately a, a demand of people who really want a fucking graphics card because they want it for the computers? Because, like, no one's buying, like, a PlayStation 5 because they want to fucking use it for, like, Bitcoin but mining. They They're buying it because they want the but product. They if they wanted to. They, I mean, like, yeah, but it's also the same people who probably thought that, like, hey, did you know that Al-Qaeda was using PlayStation 2s as, like, a supercomputer? Oh, yeah, a whole bunch of them to make a supercomputer, which, honestly, you can uh, if you get them together. But would it be would worth it, be worth it worth though? It? Not really, honestly. No, of course not. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, that's that's the dumb part. So, so like, that's my point, though, is that, like, are we in a time right now where, like, our graphics cards just being sold out because of the Bitcoin thing? Or is it because just just, just a high demand uh, for it? And that's well, just the problem. high demand is. overall, obviously. Uh, one of the one of mm-hmm. the cases, and then yes, there's also scalpers. Right, I'm well aware. I'm just trying to point the fact that, like, in the list of reasons why graphics cards are so hard to buy, is Bitcoin yes. the number That's one? Really one of the things that that people have complained about in the gaming industry about, like, hey, we want to play games, we want to buy your product, but we can't because uh, people who who want to mine cryptocurrency are making it difficult, and. I'm pretty sure in our last episode, or even the one before that, I've mentioned that even graphics cards uh, developers or uh, uh, yeah, manufacturers are 
looking into creating cards that were meant for mining and meant for um, uh, gaming. For yeah, gaming. Given yeah. what what functions they can perform better for gaming and functions that can perform ga- better for mining. And that seems cool. That seems great. But obviously, this has been a big issue. Heck, even PlayStation and the Microsoft know uh, about the whole scalping situation with their consoles. But they don't really quite care about it as long as they get units out. But even mm-hmm. then, people are still upset. Customer and on the customer side, I mean, it's a losing yeah. battle at that point. It's like, damn, we're making so much money, but like so many people aren't buying our product. But then again, a lot of people are buying our product, and we're making money out right. of even it. Even Kenny brought up a, a really funny thing where, um, during a Halo Infinite tournament, <laughs> they couldn't find a sufficient amount of Xbox Series X's to run the game because it was a console-based um, tournament, not a PC thing, right? So. I'm assuming that Halo hasn't transitioned from console to PC well, yet, as far as like the competitive Well, I think scene. for this tournament, because it was a Microsoft tournament, they wanted to use... Oh, okay, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, no, competitive scenes, I'm pretty sure it's different. But when it came to this X, to this Microsoft-sponsored one, or this Xbox-sponsored one, they wanted to use uh, well, the console. And, well, given the, the current state of the world with, with the Xbox and, and new-gen consoles... Um, is this ninth gen consoles that we're in? Man, that's crazy. So this is a Microsoft event, like run event. Term? and you know, but you this, know what Xbox is it? But this was run by Microsoft. Microsoft or Xbox, one of the two. And what they ended up doing was they used the Xbox Series um, prototypes to run the tournament, and it and it ran well. Damn. And when Kenny said it, it was ironic how this current state of scalp scalping and all that stuff came to such a degree that not even the manufacturer the people who, who that's yeah, yeah i was about to say that is that is fucking crazy like i remember there was a similar hubbub that came up when like when guilty gear was coming out i don't such remember the game. stipulations but long story short people said there was less input lag on the ps5 version of guilty gear compared to the ps4 version i could be wrong but something along the lines for a game and i remembered when the word of that came out you see all these tournament organizers saying yeah we're not buying yeah. playstation 5s fuck that you guys are gonna have to deal with that shit and what you want computers too oh let's just try buying some graphics cards oh wait we can't fucking do that genius get used to buying dust out the playstation 4 and play that shit yeah that's one thing with the, uh, with a lot of tournament organizers especially like when they came to the nintendo switch people wanted to do um smash tournaments and it became pretty common was the switch like still hard to find at around when smash came out at the beginning of the uh, at the yeah, beginning okay well that's really it once things started going evening out it wasn't even just the the beginning as well um just the console itself but the issues that came with the console uh the inherent problems that the version 1.0 nintendo switch had that gave people a lot of headaches it's this it's this market of high demand uh, but the supply is is very, very. It's just never gonna keep up. Right. It's, it's just impossible. And I remember hearing like the hubbub about like people suggesting, like, well, what if the Steam Link becomes like the new standard for tournaments and stuff? And I don't know, it could be, yeah. but how long until that becomes like super hard to buy and stuff? Which is still kind of crazy to me that like that the Steam Link has been out for a while. Mm-hmm. For not everyone, obviously. I know that, you know, it's it's still, like, fairly early on. But I've heard a lot of good things about it. And it's not, like, one of those, like, Steam products that, no offense to Valve, where, you know, they come out with a neat product, but it's, like, super niche. And it doesn't really inherently sell as well. Like, a good example is, like, the Steam Link or the Steam Controller. Yeah, the Steam Where controller. it was, like, yeah. I, I, I saw the purpose of it. It makes complete sense. But it's more like we made a controller to solve a problem, but we didn't make a good controller to compensate yeah, you for can it. see you, you know can what i'm see saying the market you can see the people would complain about 
something like oh, where's the second analog stick where's this this and that but then valve will tell us oh but the reason for that is because this game is meant to play for all pc games and it's like i get where you're coming from valve but how many people are really going to play civ or city skylines with a fucking controller when most of them are probably going to play with a mouse and keyboard even wirelessly on the fucking couch i mean i can't really play elden ring or any souls boring game on on the anything but a controller so i mean yeah but we're t- but but that's what the, the Steam controller was meant for. It was meant for like a controller for all games, even if they don't have controller support. That's true. And even considering, like, like I would love to own one for the history of it. But I've seen video after video of these people saying like, "Yeah, this controller is decent for forty dollars, but you know, for an extra five, you could get uh, extra ten, you could get a three sixty, and it's just as good." Right. And not even that. Like, even the PlayStation Five controller feels phenomenal. It feels great in your hands, and. I don't think the only controller I would actually buy just because of how it feels if I want to splurge the money on and Kenny can attest to this because he loves getting the the elite controllers every time they come out with a new version Kenny does have a lot of the uh, a lot of Xbox stuff which is pretty cool but like the elite controller feels really really good like it it, it feels nice it but feels is it worth the hundred fifty dollars two hundred fifty dollars even yeah like that's that's right. the question like like I mean if all you do is play, I'm even stingy on like up like doing custom controllers on a GameCube controller I don't even play Smash Brothers I would just you know like that meme where like Marge Simpson is just like I just think they're really neat like that's me with custom GameCube controllers like yeah I don't play Smash even remotely competitive and no one's gonna see this controller other than me True. but I think it looks really neat which sucks that Panda stopped doing their whole uh you know how they were making controllers, GameCube controllers, custom GameCube controllers that would yeah. cost $100, and it comes with everything. It came with a lot of goodies that you would get. Like, it would cost 250 bucks to get it from a typical um, controller shop or whatever, custom controller and all that stuff. Uh, the reason why they stopped is because uh, there was going to be some shipping issues when it came to their Chinese market. Well, I mean, the market, the Chinese supplier. Um, so it, it's pretty cool that they refunded everyone's money because they couldn't guarantee the... Um, uh, what do you call this? They couldn't guarantee everyone's uh, order. To make it a market, essentially. Yeah. And it's cool that they were uh, humble enough to like return everyone's money because, like, hey, we can't commit to all the people who put money down, so we got to return everything. And then once once yeah. uh, things get better, we'll, 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 we'll start it up again. But, yeah, controllers. I mean, a lot of people have been playing Warzone. PC players have been playing Warzone uh, with controllers because... Uh, aim assist so imagine having uh a, a better machine to run warzone and then uh you just use the the added benefit of having aim assist you have widescreen support you have uh, a bigger screen fov slider. slider you have um better frame rates better fidelity <coughs> some cheats and basically right but then you have aim assist and that really just makes mm-hmm. it so unfair for people who are just... Old. And now we have, like, the whole age-old debate. Should cross-platform include console and PC players? Should we do this and that? It is a fucking can the of worms. The only reason I say yes I just want, like, is a... just because, uh, get good. That's really it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's a little more complicated than that, Marcus. Nah. But that's just nah. my I've, I've never had an issue going up against aim assist people. Oh, I do. I, I've I've plenty of problems with it, but that's a whole other can of worms. Uh, but yeah, going back to like the Steam, the Valve thing, I was just making a point of it. Is like Valve hardware usually comes out very rarely 
for a specific specific niche. Like a good example is right here on top of my nights uh, on my bookshelf. I have a Steam Link just sitting there. I was so fucking excited to buy this thing. I drove miles to get one at a GameStop when they were penning these machines out on the dollar. I think these things were originally for like twenty dollars. I bought it for like six or five dollars. I had to drop all the way down to Bayside Mall to get it mm. because it was the only place available at a GameStop. Um, the only thing is, I lost the power supply, so I got to find a replacement. Mm. But I did try it out, and it works. It is pretty cool being able to stream Dark Souls three when it was still the new Dark Souls at the time through an Ethernet cable from my computer, in my room, all the way down to the living room, which kind of defeated the purpose of ever getting like a living room PC, which has always been a fascinating thing. Like I don't know if people still make living room PCs anymore. Oh, like yeah. back in my day, that was. Like, back in my day, that was, like, a cool thing to have. Like, you wanted a thing that could do all the streaming but also could do gaming. But in the day and age of, like, streaming devices that are much more affordable and much cheaper and they're just as powerful to, like, stream the games over and play them. Like, I'm talking about, like, the NVIDIA Shield, for example, which is probably my home theater PC device of choice because that thing is powerful enough to play games and can run a Plex server off of that one device that kind of makes of a purpose where it's, like, why I wouldn't build a home theater PC anymore because I could spend just a much if not even less than just buying an nvidia shield and just play that right um honestly when it comes to steam stuff obviously people can expect it to answer a complaint that people have have been having and the steam deck is the most recent of steam products that really does answer that question that it's been doing well when it comes to like uh the how you can customize it, how user-friendly it is, how tech-friendly it is to people who are more tech-savvy, um, so on and so forth. But Steam, I, I, the controller has never been a big a big thing for me that when they release a controller. But the Steam Link, I've only known of you and one other person who's used it. And the other friend that I know has really, really liked it because they use their their pc for gaming but when it comes to like family night when it comes to like at a party or anything hey uh they can get uh i i won't say that they get their movies uh or their shows um through a a valid method uh in the legal sense but let's just say he's a really big fan of pirates of the caribbean and move right. on uh but the instead of the Cari- uh, the caribbean it's at a bay somewhere you know so yeah uh and he loves just flipping a switch and he can either mirror his screen or everything just goes to that screen and he's been he, he quite enjoyed the product he really pushed it to its limits until like hey uh covid happened and he just stopped using it overall really he's just been chilling in his room doing his own thing really and and he's been single too so he's just been chilling in his, in his own room his own computer room yeah it's like it's like what like me if i ever want to think about like putting any gaming device in the living room it's like yeah i would put it once to invite you guys over because playing in my bedroom is like super cramped but then afterwards it would have no reason to do it so to me to like buy a dedicated device to play games in the living room when barely anybody comes to my house is not a good investment essentially yeah, it's an infrastructure thing like even then like if you're someone who spent i don't know uh we've seen those tvs at costco that go up, upward to like three thousand dollars and if you spend money on that and you want to watch a quality uh video or uh with a entertainment home theater system and you spent upwards of five thousand dollars or more on just your tv setup to have the fullest experience, sounds, everything. Every time you 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 watch a NFL game, you can hear the farts coming out of every player because of how crystal clear your audio is and how how 
just very, very efficient at all. And you could smell the man ass. You could just smell it. Just, just experimental technology, but you could just smell the man ass. And you have 16K TV uh, that you can see the sweat dripping out of their neck from like 100 yards away. You could just taste Basically. it. Basically. Just completely Basically. taste it. Basically. Yeah. And... Like only then will I just like, hey, I'm going to use, <laughs> I'm going to use my Steam Deck to stream my PC to my TV just you know to watch a, you know, a movie or something because I spent my money on that. But again, this is a whole infrastructure thing versus uh, the product itself. Uh, just having the product, it's cool to have it, but you know what? What's the point if you're just gonna watch it on a, on a? I think the best example of like Valve like inventing a machine that probably solved one problem, but it just brings up a billion other questions. And I never quite got the hype for it. Even like as other PC gamers were flipping their shit, they said like, "This is it. Consoles are dead. We're you, no more consoles. Buy PlayStation. Buy all this." Is the Steam machines? I never understood it. Mm-hmm. It is a PC that is running off of Linux, which is already limited, and then later you have to plug it into your computer i mean you have to plug it to the tv and it's treated like a console so why don't you just build a computer at that point i i guess it's just to get these people on board with whatever uh like i get it it's a way to like convince people who are just way too stubborn and be like nope i can't do with computers man i can't i can't do it but at the same time it's like but you're going to deal with Linux and a lesser operating system at that point? Why do you think the Steam machines died off? I never got the hype for it. I just never got it. It's like, why don't I just build a computer at that point, download Steam OS on it, and I could do whatever the fuck I want with it later? Linux is great, but when it comes to like overall, um, like that feeling of when it comes to gaming, relatively speaking, when you're, using, when you're talking about Apple, Linux, and Windows, Windows just has it for gaming it's a lot more comfortable obviously linux has its own advantages and other things people enjoy gaming on a linux machine uh but that's their taste obviously they probably use linux for other things hey no disrespect to the linux users i respect that i respect you want to add 20 extra steps i could i could respect it and i could respect the lightweight of it that's that's a very incentivizing reason to run linux but i don't know i just that's like whenever people tell me they're like oh yeah valve greatest company ever they don't fuck up and it's like yeah but where are the steam machines what happened yeah. with those but all that hype, and I never understood it. What was the market f- for? If someone told me, like, hey, man, I want a Steam machine. All right, dude, I- I'm going to tell you how to build um, build a Steam machine. Uh, You buy a graphics card, a processor, a case. You put that shit together, and then, bam, now you can have a Steam machine, and you can just unplug it and take it with you with your boys. Like, yeah, it's going to weigh a little bit more than that 360 you're holding, but it's a fucking computer. I have this $2,000 laptop that I bought it for 1000 off a friend because he needed the financial help. So I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? I'll, I'll take it off your hands. I don't really quite need it as of yet, but but I know there are situations where I do need it, where in the past I'm like, dang, I need a laptop. So I have it, but I'd rather get a laptop than a Steam machine. Tell you the truth, I would still prefer a laptop over the Steam Deck, and it's something that um, some people just want to get a Steam Deck just, you know, because it's a new new thing in the market. But, like, a laptop is limited in some ways, physically speaking, when it comes to comfort. But when it comes to software-wise and hardware-wise, it'll outperform a Steam Deck in games in a lot of ways. And it's it's something I still prefer. But the Steam Deck still shows. It, it, it's still a quality product. 
it has a place. It's very right. true. I will agree that the Steam Deck definitely has a place. I don't think, you know, I was like ringing the bell, be like, this is it. The Switch is dead. No, no more Switch. No. The, the Steam Deck takes it over. Like, mm, I, I don't know about that no, one, No, but the potential's like, there. I'll, I mean, maybe we can see a, a, uh, the PlayStation bring back its uh, portable console. Who knows? Fuck no. Absolutely yeah, I not. Know. I don't think they can after well, the Vita. Absolutely the Vita, not. Yeah, the Vita was just poorly advertising poorly and less likely the psp like let's you know i i'm all for competition but hey man i would rather take microsoft's word and say we're gonna make a portable console that is competent than the vita because if you told me the vita came out only in japan and it did well I'm like oh yeah that makes sense because that's the only way if someone tells me vita and successor in the same sentence true that's true but i i will say though when it comes to the uh uh the handheld stuff uh products obviously the steam deck is meant to be just that you could do remote play on it i mean just recently i found out or maybe i just remembered because this is something that i probably knew about but i just forgot about it i logged into my 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 laptop and i was able to do remote play from my uh from uh what was it yeah from my pc build uh and i forgot that was a thing and I'm like, oh, dang, remote play. And it even tells me on PC, hey, remote play enabled. And when I close my laptop, remote play is no longer available. And I'm like, dang, this is pretty sick. So I can just transfer my thing, my, 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 my data over whenever I want to. And I thought that was pretty sick. That was pretty, pretty cool. But how, how often will I use it? Eh, not much because the... Probably not. Like, yeah, it's one of those things just like, this is cool and all, but I'm not going to depend not on entirely, it far, yeah. far from it. And, like, when is the likely chance you're going to be like, you know what, dude? I don't feel like playing it on my computer. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk a couple steps out of my room and go to the living room and stream the video to my TV that's going to be hella pixelated. And there's going to have a – it's going to have a little bit of fun uh, uh, input lag because I need the extra challenge. Right. Uh, even then, I can still see the why a Steam Deck would be comfortable, right? You're just going to work and keep it in your pocket because uh, you, you have a sweater or a hoodie that has a nice deep pocket and you could just throw it in there. Um I mean, like, yeah, if I'm going to play, like, a turn-based RPG, like, I'm going to play Final Fantasy VII on the fucking living room, like, hey, kids, let's watch, you know, Grandpa plays the blonde twink, you know what Yeah, I'm but when it comes to watching movies, I still rather watch it on my phone because the uh, the screen is, is a much higher quality screen than the, uh, than the Steam Deck. Which is weird. I used to have a rule that I didn't want to watch movies on my phone. But then after a while, I just said, fuck it. I'm never going to have a chance to watch it. So I just start watching movies yeah, on my phone. You're an overnight job and it, your job mostly being nothing most of the de- most of the time. Well, no longer doing overnight. Yeah. But now in my current job, I still sneakily try to watch shit on my phone. Um, but yeah, I think we should just start wrapping up real quick. But I just want to ask you one question, yeah. Marcos. Are you excited for the Sonic Origins collection? Um, uh, Yes, only because of the widescreen support. But there's mods out there yes. that exist for that. Uh but oh yeah, if there, there's there's a thing called Sonic. Uh, it, mainly I was excited because of Sonic Three. Uh, there's a great Sonic uh, remake called Sonic Air or a- Angel Island Remastered like or Revisited. Yeah, What's I that? think it's something like that. Angel Island. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It is really really good. Um, I'm excited because to me the the remaster does look really well. I know a lot of people have really got pissy about the the different tiers because like I don't know, man. Anytime like a game comes out and there's like a tier list of like you know like the Ubisoft like ordinary edition, gold edition, 
silver edition, ultimate edition, and then it comes with like this chart of all the extra content added. Let me translate that for anybody who's a fan of Ubisoft games. The regular game is going to go on sale for in a week and probably it's going to go down to $40. The gold edition is going to cost $60 in a week. The silver edition is going to cost $65. And then it goes from there, right? right? Because I don't know anybody who buys a Ubisoft game day one at launch for 60 bucks. If you do that, I you should not you should not have a credit card with you for a mm-hmm. week and tell me the same fucking answer. Because I don't know how anybody could buy a Ubisoft game and be like, yep, $60. And not regret it. Um, given this whole thing, especially with EA, does the same thing where like, hey, if you buy this edition, you'll get these goodies. But if you get this edition, you'll get hey. these goodies, but not those goodies. And then you buy this edition. To be fair, though, to be fair, though, nothing will top the collector's edition of Mass Effect. Oh. A collector's edition that came with so much shit, but doesn't even come with the fucking yeah. game. I don't know how the hell did someone convince someone in EA and didn't be like, that's evil, Johnson. I love it. <laughs> One thing that... uh. People have found out. You couldn't slip a fucking code in it. How the fuck did that even get through? One thing that people, um, like, I, I forgot who, who was it on Twitter, I think. Um, that's someone just says, hey, if you want Sonic Origins and you want everything that it has to offer, here's what you got to do. You buy the digital deluxe edition, but you pre, you pre-order it. That gives you every single thing that the... Uh, Sonic Origins has offered DLC, the pre-order bonus, and all the other bonuses that come with the Digital Deluxe Edition. Just everything. That's if you pre-order the Digital Deluxe Edition. But when you're just buying the regular base game, you still have to buy the DLC. You still have to buy everything else. And it's going to be, I think, $10 worth of content that you need to buy. Versus when you do the Digital Deluxe Edition and you pre-order it, it's just $5. Which... Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at the price it's right now. It's not too crazy, but if you want the full package of the Origins, you pre-order the, the Digital Deluxe uh, Edition, and it comes with every single little thing. Uh, one thing that I do like about it is that, um, for those who don't know, um, Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles were primarily supposed to be one game, but given the de- uh, development time issues, um, they were separated into two games. But the Genesis... Because of a McDonald's Happy Meal promotion. Yes, of all things, right? So, <laughs> Of all fucking things. So uh, they developed Sonic & Knuckles with a, um, a little thing on top. Lock-on technology. Yeah, that gives <laughs> – that you can put another cartridge on top with a compatible game. And that, you could play Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Uh, but if you put that same game, Sonic & Knuckles, with Sonic 2, you were able to play as Knuckles in Sonic 2, which is pretty sick, pretty cool, right? So this game, the Sonic Origins, is very similar. I'm glad that that Sonic CD, which I still think is an amazing classic. I just like to imagine, I just like to imagine some fucking kid like, like, man, gee whiz, this is really fun. What if I put Sonic Two on this thing? Holy <laughs> shit, it's Knuckles, <laughs> Knuckles. So yeah, it's it. Knuckles. It's four <laughs> games. It's uh, yeah, four games remastered. No, get re- redone. Now, here's the question. Will they put the original soundtrack of this game is the main thing I'm mostly fascinated about about Sonic 3. Um, I don't know. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure you know about the Michael Jackson connection yeah. with the with Sonic the 3 and Knuckles, theory, right? It's never and, confirmed. Well, no. it's, it's Dude, I feel like that it's so, it's like, blown the so fuck out good. where it's like. Yeah. But it's like, how the fuck? Why can't two people just come and agree and say, yes, 
No, no, it's a fucking Probably. mystery. Now Michael's dead. Now we'll never fucking know. Because it's not. I know, but it's not so Michael fucking... Jackson the the person. It's Michael Jackson the entity, the business that. No, it's Brad Buxer, the guy who worked on it, but he also made a song called Hard Times, which is literally just Ice Cap Zone, and it's actually a banger of a song. Not not gonna lie though, but man, that's just always been a thing that as a kid. I remember, like, playing Sonic 3 on the PC version that had that really weird, like, MIDI format version of the song. And then, you know, I thought, like, oh, then that makes sense. They just replaced the music. And then when the Sonic 3 beta dropped a couple years ago, and then we found out, like, holy shit, it's the PC songs the whole time. So does that mean it had to be Michael Jackson who did it? What the fuck is going on? And then you just realize, like, right when that realization happened... Now it's when, like, Sonic 3 is, like, completely offhand. Like, oh, now we can't release it because now we have all these fucking problems to deal with it and shit, right? right? It's sort of the same thing where, like, in a similar note where, like, Miss Pac-Man isn't getting as re-released. I don't know if you noticed this because I play a lot of Pac-Man now. Um, Did you notice that, like, Miss Pac-Man doesn't get released as much? Yeah. And you know why, right? Miss Pac-Man was originally just a ROM hack of Pac-Man that a bunch of college kids did, but it was, like, really good. So what happened was that Midway, who was the distributor of Pac-Man at the time in America on the arcades, they said, you know what, fuck it, rather than suing you guys into the ground, we're just going to go ahead and uh, buy the the game out of you outright. And then Namco had this, like, shaky ground. I was like, okay, so it's technically ours, right? But there's always been that, like, hint that apparently the people could sue the shit out of Namco. So that's why they just played safe and, like, all right, you know what, fuck Fuck it, Miss Pac-Man. Fuck that bitch. We're just going to release Pac-Man because only Pac-Man right. now. That makes sense. So, yeah, I, I'm just excited if they – I don't know how the fuck they're going to do it. I doubt it. I think they're really just going to put the original tracks at this point. I think they're going to just said, fuck it. We can't get sued at this point. Let's just put the original music in, which is funny because the PC tracks actually sound not as bad if you listen to it a Genesis font than if you weren't listening to a MIDI font. But it was just a weird detail that, like, we would have never found out about this until one guy managed to find a beta ROM of Sonic 3 and then connected the dots. True. And honestly, uh, when it comes to, like, the audio uh, or leaks of music, eh, maybe it's the original or a different kind. To me, it doesn't quite matter you can always just mod the original stuff in there i mean even even the uh uh, gta trilogy remastered edition whatever it's called the definitive edition uh people have mods where they put the original songs that were in that in the old school games back in the in this whole definitive edition which is still a piece of crap by the way so yeah um yeah, or like when they retroactively patched in a thing to remove Billy Jean from uh, Vice City on Steam. Yeah, oh no, they did. Oh, let me just put it back in. Yeah, or the, they did the mod where they uh, they brought back in San Andreas the uh, the one mission that made it a rated A game. The uh, Oh yeah, the, the hot coffee hot mod and coffee stuff like mod, that. That's what it was. So yeah, but I'm looking forward to the... Uh, to the hype that it's going to bring to the Sonic community. Obviously, the Sonic movies is doing that very, very well. Um, and this is going to be another classic Sonic game. Like with Sonic Mania, it's going to be another classic game that it hopefully revitalizes the the old school and the new school market when it comes to, or the scene, the new school and old school scene uh, of players. Uh, when it, We just want a Sonic Mania 2, please. Just, just give me another Sonic Mania 2. Look, I'm interested in Sonic Frontiers, but listen, if that game's a massive piece of shit, and then you told me, like, at the end credits, oh, Sonic Mania 4 is coming out? I mean, Sonic Mania 2 comes out? All right, cool. That's that's fine. It was worth playing that piece of shit. At least we're getting a Sonic Mania right, 2. Right. So, I mean, uh, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm hoping... And besides, consider that this is being made by the same guys who made Sonic Mania. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'm not... Yeah. Nice. Christian Whitehead is working nice. on this. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, so it, it makes sense. And that's like the main thing, like people are saying, like, but why are they charging all these different tiers? Long story short, they realize that, you know, most of this work has probably been done like years ago after the mobile ports and stuff. So they're probably like, okay, how do we squeeze some money out of this to justify people to buy it? And then that's why they made the Digital Deluxe Edition mm-hmm. and all these other confusing shit. So my best advice, judging from the Steam page alone, if you're going to buy this thing, just buy it now, pre-order it, get it out of the way, and just get the Digital Deluxe Edition because it's just five bucks. And at that point, you might as well get all the content. True. And especially these cutscenes. These animated cutscenes are so fucking so good. God damn. One of the things that we'll end with is that they are withholding. I think the Digital Deluxe Edition is bringing. Um, is like a hard mode, a boss rush mode. Um, extra little modes that uh, will make the game seem a lot more replayable. But they're not including in the base game. Or at least not from the get-go. Maybe you have to unlock it some way somehow. Or maybe through a DLC. I don't, I don't know. I just... Hmm. Uh, more detail needs to be be released between now and it's release date in june 22nd i think 23rd okay so yeah but all these animated cutscenes are so pretty so pretty oh well yeah at least it could tell yourself that like well if i can't buy the cutscenes i'll just watch them on youtube (laughs) someone will do it with a smash ultimate where it's like hey we're releasing this this skin for smash ultimate and you're like oh that's nice i can't wait to just download it for free from someone because they just made a character with the exact same movesets and like, armor and everything and sound effects and everything because you can do that. I was like when when Brawl got leaked early and then later Sucker got like oh. really mad because all the cool cutscenes were leaked and he was so mad because he was like, oh, that was supposed to be my surprise. You fucking assholes, you ruined my so surprise. campaign for Smash 4. Yeah. It's your fault. Damn, I, w- I would kill for another Smash run mode. God, I love that mode. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that was. Uh, I think we should uh, wrap it up there, folks. Uh, we, we have a uh, we had a pretty good episode today. We uh, hit over an hour and sixteen minutes. So uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up right now. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the DKM podcast. If you haven't yet, feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter, and if you guys know, you can watch us or listen to us on YouTube. Listen to us on any streaming services like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. And uh, if you haven't yet, feel free to join our Discord server. We love to have you in our little community. Uh, all links are down below in the video description or in the description of wherever you're listening to. And uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, you have a good one. Stay safe and uh, take care. Until next time, see ya.